This is a Pod Dealers Network podcast. Hey guys, this is Triple D from the Off The Clock Podcast, and this is my Saturday story. When I sat down to really think about what Saturdays kind of meant to me and everything, and I look back on pretty much up to now, uh, it kind of tripped me out that like, for the for, for real, for real, my Saturdays have been pretty much spoken for, for like most of my life now, <laughs> like maybe, mainly since college. Um, every job I've had, since college, I've had to work on Saturdays. So like I've had to commit to those. And even when I was in college, I was a marching band kid. So Saturdays were football games. They, even during the uh, the spring semesters, you know, you got pet band and stuff like that. And uh, I haven't really had free Saturdays since I was like literally a kid in high school. Again, I was a marching band kid. So it's like, like I said, thinking back to a story to tell and just reminiscing about it. It just kind of tripped me out how like, like as we get older, like our Saturdays, our Saturdays become really like scarce. They almost become like a Friday where it's fun. But, you know, unless you you're lucky enough to not have any responsibilities, it's it's almost like just another work workday, uh, for, at least for me, it was. And I'm so um thinking back, you know, what Saturdays meant to me, it just kind of it was it was cool to reminisce on how. Saturdays felt like they lasted forever. Like I remember getting up and having a little league game, whether it was uh, for me, it was either baseball or soccer, uh, getting to the field, warming up, playing a game for an hour or so, um, hanging out with friends and teammates afterwards, maybe watching another game, uh, probably going to get pizza afterwards and getting home. And it's just one o'clock. We still got like half the day to do a whole bunch of stuff. You know, it's crazy how Saturdays lasted forever back then. So I live in Richmond, Virginia now, but I was actually born and raised in Northern California um, on an Air Force base um, in the Bay Area, Travis Air Force Base. And, um, you know, that's where most of my, my, my young, my young, young childhood took place. Like I moved to Virginia when I was like 10. And just like I said, you, you do all that stuff. You pretty much have a marathon day before noon and still have the rest of the day to do whatever and uh like it was great you know the the usual stuff you know you rode bikes you hung out at the park with friends and 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 played and everything like that once the 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 sport seasons were over if you didn't play a second sport or whatever uh you had that downtime and it was it was saturday morning cartoon time which was always great uh which would give way into wrestling in the afternoon um, I could easily go down the list of some of my favorite cartoons, but let's, you know, I'm not going to do that because you guys have already heard, you know, I'm an 80s baby, 90s kid. So you already know, you already know the the standards. So I'm not going to go through the list. You you already know what those are. I do have fond memories of like discovering wrestling at that age where I honestly think it was just one of those days where I was actually paying attention once cartoons went off because normally I remember growing up, cartoons would go off. That would be my my shift into playing outside. Um, it's like, all right, cartoons are off. Let me go. Let me go outside. Let me ride bikes. Um, let me 
find my friends. But one particular Saturday and just to date myself, this this is way before there was a Monday Night Raw and wrestling was, you know, regularly on TV during the week. Um, I remember like just kind of flipping through channels. I, I don't think I went outside for whatever reason. And like wrestling was on and it was uh, it was definitely WCW because uh, that's when I discovered uh, Sting and uh, who else at the time, Brian Pillman, the four horsemen, you know, obviously these are icons for anyone of a certain age. Uh, But like it was it was the greatest thing, you know, I'd already kind of known about the WWF at the time. Um, But like I don't think at the time, I don't think the WWF had like much going on on Saturdays. They probably did. But for whatever reason, Saturdays WCW stood out to me so that was that was the move you know cartoons in the morning wrestling in the evening and then uh pretty much just playing like if I didn't have a if I didn't have a game to play in like it was just playing with toys um I'm you know I'm an only child so like if my friends were busy it's it's just me and my imagination you know when people hear you're an only child they automatically assume oh he's spoiled nope I was not spoiled um, I didn't really ask for much and my parents definitely didn't, didn't spoil me. They had no problem saying no <laughs> at any given moment. Um, but you know, I, I had toys to play with, you know, I had my action figures and all that stuff. I honestly feel like the, the main reason that a lot of boys at the very least, um, not to say that girls didn't, um, go through this too, but, um, for sure. A lot of boys of a certain age, like identified with wrestling, because, you know, when you when you get action figures as a kid, you pretty much become a fight promoter like you're 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 scheduling matches and you're you're booking storylines and everything. It's pretty much your gateway into what wrestling became. So it was like we were already doing this stuff and then to see it played out on a on a professional level is pretty much what would kind of kept us all on board. So I'm an only child with an imagination and um. I'm booking my my matches and everything like that. And um, one thing I do remember, one cartoon in particular, I definitely remember uh, being on in the afternoon was Voltron. Um, Voltron was definitely one of my favorite shows. Obviously a legendary show for certain kids and everything like that. And there would be times where I'd be either outside or I'd be playing with toys and stuff and I'd miss Voltron by like a few, like I'd either miss the intro or in some cases like I'd miss the entire episode and like it would make me it would piss me off and obviously this is way before this is way before DVR and everything like that and uh for real for real VHSs weren't that common back then and there definitely wasn't one on the TV I was watching so like it would make me mad that I I'd get so caught up uh you know playing with toys and stuff and and missing Voltron that you know it I had to come up with a way to make sure I didn't miss it um, because, you know, like I said, you're, you're a fight promoter and, you know, if I got a match going on and it's He-Man versus the Ninja Turtles in a handicap match and it runs over time, you know, I, I got to take that L. So what I would do was I would go, I, I would keep an eye on the clock and just to be certain that I wouldn't miss it, I would watch the last 15 minutes of the show that was coming on before Voltron. And I got made fun of this mainly by my dad. I would I would drop everything. I'd go to the room with the TV in it and I would turn on the TV to that channel and watch the show that would come on before Voltron. And it just so happened to be Gem and the Holograms. So, you know, 80s baby, 90s kid and the 80s. You know how you know how things were. If you haven't heard back then, it was just like yuck girl stuff. 
I, I shouldn't want anything to do with this. So like the first couple times for real, for real, I would just sit there and just kind of kind of daydream off just waiting for it to switch over um, because just like, you know, that that's just kind of how we were taught back then. Unfortunately, it's like these things aren't for you. Voltron's for boys, Gemma's for girls. And I remember I distinctly remember there was one day I think I I, I went and turned it on like just as the episode was starting. And just kind of thinking to myself, like, you know, this is this actually isn't that bad. Like, I don't think I could get into it, into it. But this is actually it's not bad. It's not bad storytelling. You know, they got a little band going. It's kind of it's kind of dope. And it just so happened to be the day that, like, I'm I'm, I'm watching intently. And my dad walks in. And he's like, you're watching Jim. And I was like, hey, I'm watching it. So I don't miss Voltron. He's like, all right, whatever you say, whatever you have to tell yourself. So I heard about that for a little while. Um but it is what it is. It it, you know, it worked. I never missed Voltron after that. And that's all that mattered to me at the time. So I think during that time, I probably had one of the most kind of eye opening, defining Saturdays um, of my of my life up to that point. And um, ironically, it was it was actually one of the last Saturdays I spent in Northern California um, on the Air Force Base. And um <clears throat> So it was pretty much like my last little league game. And, you know, we, we played the game. I honestly, to this day, I don't even remember if we won or if we lost. I just remember that they had a party for me at the end of it because they knew we were about to move to Virginia. And, um, you know, to me, it, I'm, I was a daydreaming head in the clouds kid who I didn't fully understand the weight of a lot of things. I'm like nine years old at this time. Um, and you know, when you grow up on a military base, you, you make friends and sometimes those friends, parents, their parents get stationed other places and they leave. Um, it was a little different for me because my dad was retiring and, um, my mom wanted to be closer to her family in Virginia. So it wasn't us being stationed, um, it was pretty much my dad getting out of the service and us relocating. Um, but I, I didn't, I didn't really get the weight of it until this particular day, because from my, from my end, it was, you know, this was kind of normal. You know what I mean? You, you're, you, you grow up with kids who are parent whose parents are going through the same thing of one of them being deployed. Um, and then they come back and then they find out, yeah, we're moving across the state or we're moving across the globe. Uh, because that's where the service wants us to go. And at it, like I said, it it all kind of hit at once. Uh, we we end the game and we have this big pizza party. Um, this was back when Little Caesars was like a heavy contender. You know what I'm saying? With like the with the mascot and the Bigfoot pizza and everything like that. Um, they, they've come back up. But, you know, we're not going to act like they didn't have a, a, a depression <laughs> during their time period. But, um, you know, we had the Bigfoot pizza and everything and we were, you know, we were playing and and having a good time and it, it was getting late and it was time for everybody to kind of break ways. And they're telling the kids, they're telling the, my other teammates, you know, like, all right, you know, go say bye to Jerome. This is this is going to be it. And obviously I wasn't the only one because a lot of the other kids, we both like like myself. It was just like this was kind of the norm. It's just like, all right, well, you guys take care of yourself. You know, in the back of our heads, not knowing if we'd ever see each other again. Um, but one kid, uh, literally the last kid, um, literally in tears, 
um, my man, Scott, like my man was and for me, it, I didn't, I didn't know how to process it. I mean, at the time I didn't know how to process it, but like, he's, he's in tears, um, you know, before he gives me a hug and everything. And like I said, I'm, I'm a dumb kid. I'm a dumb little boy. And it didn't hit me until much later in life that like, Oh, like, you know, we, we had a connection, like we're, we're good friends. And obviously we didn't see each other that often just because of just where we lived and everything. We didn't live in, in bike riding distance from each other. It was mainly like occasionally at school, occasionally at the youth center, always at practice and games, but like just a a close friend of mine, like showing me that I was going to be missed. Um, and it, it, like I said, at the time it didn't, it didn't really click like that was happening. It wasn't until later in life. It wasn't until like I got older and started to really like crave and reach out for these connections that that's when it kind of clicked. It's like, I don't have a brother or a sister, you know, someone in house to like really connect with. And my friends, the, you know, the close friends that I make, I go hard for them. Like they, they mean everything to me to the point where, you know, I've let, I've been the person who, who will take, you know, the brunt of things and who will be the one to smooth things over if things get out of hand with a group of us just to kind of preserve the peace. Um, because like, I don't, I don't have throughout my life, like I've had people come and go, but like, if I'm, if I'm close to you and you know, we're tight, like I, I'm going to fight for, for that friendship and make sure we keep this connection Um, or at least, you know, I don't lose this connection without a fight because like most, like I said, like I don't, it's just me. So I I struggled for a long time making those connections, especially when I first moved to Virginia. Um, I, I I struggled with making friends, uh, mainly because I talked different. Um, I went through the whole, you talk funny thing because I didn't use a lot of slang and I didn't have an accent. You know, I went through the whole you're not black enough thing, even though I'm if you see me, I'm clearly black. But, you know, I don't act black enough to be considered black. So when I when I made friends and it took me like when I finally made some some good friends, I wasn't really until honestly middle school. Um, So like I went like a year or two in Virginia without really any close friends like at all. Uh, It was tough. Um, I definitely remember like one particular day, Saturday, one particular Saturday where, um, I had a, I had a basketball hoop in my driveway that, you know, my dad got for Christmas, got me for Christmas. Cause I I wanted to try to play basketball, um, at least just for fun. Cause, uh, my, my dad and my uncles and my, my cousins, like they were, they were great at basketball, but, uh, apparently the gene missed me. Um, but you know, I, I still wanted to learn just, just to play, you know, just to have fun and everything and participate. Um, and these kids from down the street, like they came by, like I'd never met them before, but I remember seeing them from time to time they came down and they were like, Hey, can we play? And, uh, I was like, yeah, you know, of course. Yeah, sure. And you know, my dad was just like, you know, make some, go make some friends. And, um, we played and we played for like hours and, um, they're like, all right, you know, it's getting late. You know how it goes when the sun starts to go down and the streetlights come on. You got to get in the house. And it was like, all right, cool. Um, let's do it again. You know what I mean? Either tomorrow or, or next week or whatever. And like those kids never came back. For whatever reason, like, to the, you know, 
to this day is like it could have easily been one of those things where their parents are just like, you don't know them. Don't go down there anymore. Don't go hanging out with them, which I totally get. But at the time, as a kid with no friends struggling to make friends, it messed me up. Like I spent a ton of time trying to figure out, like, did I do something wrong? Uh, What like what did I say something like was I that bad at basketball? Like. You know, and I like I said, they never came back, but like I saw them like I would see them down the street, you know, playing and everything. But it's just like I I was not part of the equation and it it just it messed me up for a long time. So when I, you know, got to high school and obviously college, like I made connections with people who I met through school and people who I met through people from school that I, I got to make those connections with now and. Uh, I, obviously I'm in a, well, not obviously, cause you don't know for real, for real, but I'm in a better place now when it comes to those connections and, um, thinking of, uh, those Saturdays and, you know, the Saturdays to come and just hoping that my Saturdays, if, if I'm lucky enough to have kids one day, um, I'm hoping my kids, uh, have some good Saturdays and make memories that they can, that they can hold on to and grow from, you know, because as much as we want them to all be good, they can't all be great memories. Um, you gotta have some adversity in there somewhere, but yeah, you know, Saturdays were were great. There were roller coaster rides, um, coming from someone who doesn't like roller coasters. Would I do it again? Of course, because I'd love to have that time back just to, just to reminisce and, and be carefree for 24 hours, like not a care in the world, not, not a bill to worry about, no drama to worry about, just carefree for 24 hours. Um, that should be like some sort of holiday. I, I don't I don't know how we do it because somebody would wild out, but I, I would definitely sign up for it. Um, and Saturdays, like mo- like most people, for better or for worse, they they define us because it's it's such a, a big thing. It's an event. And that's what my Saturdays were. So, hey, you know, like I said, this is Triple D. You can find me on the Off the Clock podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. You can find me on Off the Clock Pod on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook at Off the Clock Pod and Instagram at Off the Clock Pod. And I'd like to thank you guys for listening to my Saturday story. See ya.